Drunken bombs allowed to sleep here in the crowd and emptiness. No offices, let me send her to a cheap hotel. I'll pay the bill and make her well, like hell, you bloody will. No do good overkill We must teach them to be still More I have no house in the country. I have no motor car.
and I'm a one band
That was Summer Day Sands on Minstrel in the Gallery. Yeah, I've been listening to two hours of Jethro Tull from their peak years of 1970 to 1974. The peak years of Prague Rock. Funny how they all go. My name is Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd. Last in the line of the Plantagenet Sun. 
the next holder of the English throne, Aisha. I'm going to be passing this over to Carly at 8 o'clock, and she will be having a wonderful extravaganza with all sorts of zany and wacky for your pleasure. You have been listening to The Gates of Delirium, two hours of the best of progressive rock and roll from the Western Hemisphere. Here at MutinyRadio.fm, we are very thankful for your continued support. Mutiny Radio is the beating heart of the Mission District in all ways, politically, economically, culturally, aesthetically, and just sheer badass. Mutiny Radio. Love it and Thank you very much.
Busted flags and baton blues, heading for the train. Feeling in a faded Bobby bombed a diesel down just before it rained. Took us all away to New Orleans. I my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana was blowing sad while Bobby sang the blues with them windswipers slapping time and Bobby clapping hands we finally sang a pale song that drives me freedom's just a Another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough. Good enough for me and Bobby. We're going to test it. Test. Which one is that? Okay. So now you know. This is cool.
sometimes I live in the country, and it's sometimes I live in the town, and it's sometimes I take a full notion to jump in the river and drown, and it's slaving for money, poor boy, and it's why I don't for the one that I love so dearly has gone to where Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a... Let's watch a full-length oh, movie yeah. on YouTube. From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are... Oh, Please With say my name, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, there was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to pa Patreon or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Wow, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you could go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts. You'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Is that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud. With my <laughs> name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, "Oh, right, Carl." Oh, the from New Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we are. Uh, so, so I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Super it. strong. So as you could tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing-song-ish uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? This week, we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's, but <laughs> Carl. it's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, we're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. Once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selmo Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up. Great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden <laughs> State. Yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo. The other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he 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 uh, said he was not going to run for president, and we're like, yeah. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. We're like what? <laughs> we were at diner. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here is Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Monty. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a, thank you. Everybody sit down. Thank you for standing ovation. Now, we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do, too. I do actually know. I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for many years before the Comedy Club existed. I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh -huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they they love seeing me. And then a couple years later. Um, reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea. You know, one night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Now, we both love that club and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's well, that only lowers the property value. But <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, and we did do a lot of shooting and, and hopefully uh, Within the next uh, few months, that project is going to be launched off the ground, and, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and in other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. 
Uh, let's see, Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO, and I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, tell me about that. Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Let yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show, show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry. Uh, and it took place in 1973, which was where the show took place. Um, Bobby Cannavale was the star. Ray Romano was on the show. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many stars. If, if you if you just Google it, you know, vinyl. Uh, it lasted one season, unfortunately, and um, which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting. It's like everything I get on has been canceled, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like great. right after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> it was the a, perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah, well, hopefully this will be our this will be the charm. This will yeah. be the charm. Life's last lessons, right? right. Um, but yeah, so it was it was fantastic working in that environment with uh, with I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't oh. on on location when we were shooting. Um, but the show was shot in in Brooklyn, New York, and um, it was just a great experience. I I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's a, I was I'm always been a big fan of him and. Uh, one of the nicest guys in the business, uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish I only wish it, it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah, you were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York. So there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James, and the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. that's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014, and then a few years later, um, he he was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me, and the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And you no, know it's you. where everything else you got to go through auditions and aggravation, but uh, but I Kevin's very good to um to me and to a lot of comedians. Now you've got uh, comedy specials out there too, and right now streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called "What's the Worst That Could Happen." Uh, it's very funny, but I've made sure to watch it all the way to the end. Let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's, yeah, Boy, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, <laughs> but actually, to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the fifty two minutes. Mm -hmm. And you get a check for like twenty two bucks. That means a lot of people had to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. So I hear I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that special. I'm not in it for the residuals, for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019. 
but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018. And since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand-up, you you move on from, from where you were. So, like, I, that was a different guy back then. So as much a as I want people routine. to watch that, I want them to watch new stuff because I've evolved in my life. And I bring my new life into my act every time. Yes. So let's do that. Let's fast forward to today. The most current burning thing is you, you right now have a comedy special on that new app called Dry Bar, Dry Bar Comedy. Um, what is the name? What's the name of your Dry Bar Comedy special? So the name of my special is Just Be Happy. Okay. And uh, it's on Dry Bar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Dry Bar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right? M O N T Y Chris Monty C H R I S one word. You use one that code. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the change. That, that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do, you can also watch any comedian on there. And there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's, there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there. Yeah. Um, and they're very funny. I've watched, I mean, just since I got involved with dry bar, I must have watched about 25 specials of other comedians. And, they're, and they've been fantastic. And no, there are 25 minutes each. So it's an easy watch, you know? One of the good things about Dry Bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop. Like you can. You can drop. You can sign up one month at a time, and then, or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year if you want. But they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the. I, I don't want to give the number. I don't know how how much it is, but yeah, um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's twenty five minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, a comedy special was an hour. You know, the guy had yeah. an HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour, and that's fine. That's great. When you're going to sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or, or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife, you know, you watch the hour special. But these are 25-minute specials, so maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah. You can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special, you know? Okay, so it's Dry Bar Comedy. This Dry Bar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word, Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris, M-O-N-T-Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the Internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What, what are your, Chris, your Twitter grams well, and stuff? Yeah, well, Chris Monty, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is Chris Monty Live, and then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian Writer Actor. So, uh, but if you go to ChrisMontyLive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm -hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's ChrisMontyLive.com. Okay, so Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press, press play at the exact same moment. 
So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Gary. Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with hippies. You ain't lying. Oh, Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it, and she doesn't want to have a boy. No matter what, just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's... Boy. Oh, it's a boy! There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow. Junior. Flatow. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, Oh, was this 1950? I guess. Wah, yeah. baby boo. <laughs> Your parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he, well, <clears throat> yes. It's, it's once again, Kelly Winters resisting. Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he's, she's saying, <clears throat> When he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are so he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah, and it's pre-Brady Bunch, and it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, That's Greg. Pokey. That sounds like pokey. Oh, well, all right, let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh, no. They're, they're being, yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, There's no. Shelly Winters. We Mrs. Flatow is furious. That I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ah. Ooh. Okay. That, oh no, acid, huh? Here he is, like twenty whatever. Twenty nine. No, no, like twenty three or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? Not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, when you're making acid, it's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're folding the uh, <laughs> sugar cubes. <laughs> oh, you know one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that they were living like in a room started in San Francisco and they, they were living in a place where they were making acid and that's all they bring they bring the yeah like you know you wake up and you're in a, room, a house where they were making acid and uh -huh. this, so uh, they're perpetually tripping yeah basically wow I so thought that was interesting. Found dynamite too. 
Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize. I thought this was like a suburban home. It's like is. a bunker. The basement. Does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And well, and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was, it was cool with the acid, not cool with the explosive. Here we had the acid, but acid and explosive. Oh, man. He tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off. Now, the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't... Now, look, he puts <laughs> the gun right in the front, but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran the car. Yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. That was that's dad Chevy. You know, did you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the yeah, curb? Yeah. But the thing is, oh, American yeah, International think, Picture. The quality. thing is, like, there is no reason for him to. We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a. We don't really oh, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing and assaulting her. Mother is down in the smacking him with Yeah, oh go ahead. He's gonna make the first wild in the streets. Wild in the streets. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbrook. Together at last. Well Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a we saw him in a movie. He always played bikers and he made Hellride. Directed Tarantino film, a lot of like role. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. Christopher Walken, all that type of like anyone with who's based locally in bike story. <laughs> and I remember at the end they all get killed, but he no, he gets killed. Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. All right. I have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah. All right. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stun prop gun. He okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Yeah. That's oh, sorry. exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band. My apologies to Terry Marino. Well, well, go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland 60s. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year of the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. Parents went on a date. Right? Saw <laughs> Wild in the uh, Streets. Yeah. Wilder in the Sheets. Well, Nine months later. <laughs> you were born. So, yeah. listen, they, this is like of the day. Like, there was that whole thing about, like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with S-S-S-S-S-S-S. Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30. 
and young kids. And there was also Logan's Run, I guess. Dying. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. Eight more years, and then I'll get rejuvenated. Now, people agree with you about Gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about AIDS because yeah. this movie, he becomes president for AIDS in his life. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. We should go to the Supreme Court and argue this movie. movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, Well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Whoa, how are they rolling? What are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines and never worked. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic. Yeah, uh, you get loop. this loose. Uh, that guy's fifteen. And he's like got 186 IQ, and he was the financial advisor. He turned down like all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. This is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer. Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator come? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. Oh, uh, which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage of the of the Kenneth and Jackson cousins. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh-huh, conceptually. Now, this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer. And uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only 15, they ask him, when, you know, when do you want to die? And he goes, 30, man. And the thing <laughs> is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess. Right. I, well, I did see that on That's Ironic, my favorite shows from the '80s with Skip Severson and John Davidson, and yeah. Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams. Now, this song is all about uh, people under thirty are fifty-three percent of the country. Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty-three percent. Have you 50. seen this before? I had the soundtrack. You know, this movie. Uh, I've read about this. Movie hundred million times and I never knew about this movie and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally yeah, it finally got on D V D and finally got on VHS and yeah. It was like, you know, but again, like let's say you are renting video, video cassettes. Blockbuster's not gonna do that. 
No. You would have to, you would have to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or you know uh, uh, Kim's video in New York City and get it. Yeah. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spend like four bucks on a shitty movie for the sixties. <laughs> now Shelley Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV, and she's going to freak out that she's going to be a celebrity. They're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem, they seem pretty nonplussed about their house. Oh, I love what she's, God, remember those things, Susan? Uh, the Thigh Master? Susan the Thigh Master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the armpit movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out after. You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah. The, yeah, so it would be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up. Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly is great. a blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why? Okay. Well, also, yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a... It's very strange because when youth movies kind of kicked ass in the 60s, like when, yeah. like, Easy Rider, for instance, just, like, a lot of biker crap, it was movies that seemed like other people were like making fun of hippies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Generational thing. So I, I, it's hard to tell where this one is. Now, this this director did Across 110th Street. Oh, I love that movie. Carl, yeah. have you seen that? Yeah, it's black exploitation. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, it's classic. I hate to spoil the end, but someone gets shot in the head and they zoom up to his head getting shot and goes, and freeze frame. I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yafet Koto. Right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling, just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh, Leonor- Leardo- with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. And in the middle. And in the middle? The ship you know, actually, oh. you, this, well, does, does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean? Like that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh, you mean yeah? You mean like okay? We've sprung a leak. We're going. Yeah, we sprung a leak. We're going down. There's no. There's no way we could be saved. Right. We are sinking. You know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the Titanic (laughs) of sinking. Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform at the Troubadour. Yeah, husband is reluctantly going along because she's. Very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? Um, listen, why do you think I mean you use the term sexually assaulting? Didn't like didn't you say like he he she didn't want to have sex and he was like, I don't want to but, have gone. Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is the cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, no, I got the you. wife is neurotic and they just got married. Okay, I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I oh, mean? Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. 
do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who looks? Who actually looks like Hal Holbrook? Where everyone else is like younger, she's higher. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Well, yeah, he, he looks very young. He was in uh, Wall Street. He was in the firm. He was deep throat in all the president's men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry. Uh, yeah. One of the Dirty Harry. He's like, hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. You want to, me and my boys want, right? Wasn't that the one where they kept killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one. And I thought, I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty Daly. But I think that he wasn't the guy who was like, I think it was a younger uh, uh, motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in, to join. Yeah. But was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a No, he comrade? was probably the, like, commissioner. Right. Damn it, Harry. You're dirty. You're, You're dirty. dirty. You're so dirty, that's your nickname. This is when they say, when do you want to die? 30. Uh-oh. Wait, and, he, and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, that's right. Oh, man, that's nothing like a good massage situation. Yeah, and look how he's okay. So Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother. I'm his mother. Back up, back up. I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. I don't know if that's cool. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, they like, have cash. We are totally sold out. And, and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run. Oh, no, he got the tickets. Shelly Winters. She was the, uh, she played Polly Shore's mom in Polly Shore movie. Jury duty. His dad was uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my uh, research. My Biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Okay. Yeah, she was really good in that. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Alfie... Uh, a place in the sun. Wait, Alfie, what, Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie, is it just for the moment you live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in uh, A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a uh, a call. Uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I'm trying to describe the description. Sometimes it's embarrassing. I go to. It's a girl pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Oh, I would hope the music have, well, I would have to listen to the whole song. Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like, we're the 53%, and later it'll be, like, 14 or fight. He wants to lower the voting age to 14. And uh, so they got in, and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited. There's Hook. 
Oh, yeah. So he's for real, the hook. You know, he's playing guitar with this hook? Hey, that doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be the horn person. Well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be a hook. I saw the hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? Yes, yes. Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting. I mean, she's there's... trying to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. You like tripping again? Flashback. He was never tripping before. He was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer just trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby, by this guy named Robert <laughs> Baum. It was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And, and Robert Baum wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that, you know, a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see. Right. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to spoil this? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey, this is a, you're going up and down uh, a staircase. Up the downstairs. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Cubicle. Nice close shot again. Wait, the camera's right in front of them. Yeah, well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it, the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in this movie. It's probably going to be more than that. Well, no. We're gonna no. see, yeah. We're no. We're gonna see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like. Well, you know, I recently saw a Purge movie, and they they blacked out. Uh, they digitized the faces uh -huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of the rioting. So that way, like you can see it in the context that the, the film is trying to push, but it's they're not. The actual people are not being represented as people in the rest. You know what I mean, like. It acknowledges that these are real people. Right. And that they should be in the context of what they're being repurposed no. for the purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy. Oh my God, they're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh, Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed him. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be like flipping around. The kid would be ducking. Or he, or he would take his thumb off. Somewhere in in 
Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight because of what you did. <laughs> That's going to be like two hours into the movie. Like, whoa, only 45 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so his mom killed a kid. Yeah. And so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, 20 minutes later, kicked out of uh, his life. Okay, so every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid, and she's having the experience. You know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles. You see what she looks at that she thinks, you know, she's, she's soaking it all in. Wow. So is this a... What is this kid going to be like part of the movie, or is she yeah. going to get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? No, she's she's not going to be hit by a car. What about a bus? No, will she get she hit by? A will bus. be she literally be thrown under a bus by her father? No. Why, Senator? Why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and oop, there's the bus. Uh, Threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. He's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm. Is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his, his rally. Now, all, the candidate Albright, Fergus, Fergus. Candidate Fergus, his whole platform is we're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. It was the drinking age should be lowered to 18 and the Lower. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the, the drinking age was 21. Yeah. And then before I turned 18, it was 18. And then before I turned 18, it became 21 again. Well, it became 18 back in the 60s. Yeah, well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, you go to New York or whatever. But uh, if it was 18 in New York, you can go to the clubs or whatever. The reason is 21, I believe. It's about to change. Tom Kroll once had this fake ID, and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar, and he had a drink, and I wasn't uh -huh. allowed. So he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey. You know, she was like taking it seriously. Like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol tobacco, and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, yeah, come on in. Okay, so now Max Frost is like, this guy's running for senator. I dig it. This guy wants us to lower the voting age to 18. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be what? 14. So Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, he's fucking up the thing. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man. I went rogue. I went rogue. I just, I was in the moment, and uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. But now oh. he's going to do a whole, they're saying, you know, my tax account is 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or Fight. Wow. They wrote that song just in time to do this surprise announcement. Yes. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. Don't know if I know all the words. Gonna play it for you. 
snow. Yay. Thank you, Max. Yay. Bro. Thank you for uh, doing Bye. a rally with a half finished song. Half finished song. <laughs> That's Barely <amazing>. rehearsed. <laughs> You know who did something like that once? Uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there. He put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it. And then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience. Yeah. They must have known they were in the air. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, cover your ears, cover your ears. It's going to be fucking loud. Cover <laughs> your ears. He goes, it was 20 years ago today. It was Jimi Hendrix, you know? Right. But that's like Taylor Swift getting Adele's album. Be like, yeah, hey, guys, I just heard this. Well, I know you paid to hear me. Every now and again, you'll see um, uh, his name is Stanley X. You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums, and he uh-huh. knows how to play them. Like he's holding the drumstick in the like old traditional way, and which is pointed towards you. You're like holding it in your palm. You know, I guess so. Yeah. Nowadays, people just hold it like you got two clubs, but. Back in the days, it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. There he is to the right. He's holding like a chopstick or something. Yeah, you're right. He knows how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, It snared me. (laughs) You were snared? Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that. What did you? <laughs> All right, this movie convinced me I'm going to become a, a drummer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally get the respect I always wanted. Now, I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. I right. just pulled out all of his movies. And you know, I saw a Live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont yeah. in New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah. I omitted all his comedies. Uh, movies because that doesn't count. I can mean, we, I can we just say what what if like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy performances? You know, like well, like I, multiple ones, like uh, no, but Eddie Murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps. Yeah, of, but was Raw was not? They were cable specials and video cassettes. I'm talking about being released in movie house. Like uh, it wasn't the Eddie Murphy ones were not. I think maybe Raw was. I think Raw might have been. But it would have never happened, was it not for Richard Pryor? No, absolutely, absolutely. Because Pryor's done like at least five live, you know, live in concert to Mm -hmm. Sunset Strip. There was a couple more in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting uh, omitting. I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it. Which is great. It's like, holy shit. Look, I'm staring at like 40-something movies here. I mean, yeah, they weren't all crap, you know? I mean, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Oh, he was great in that, and then he probably custom-made that movie. 
among others, because there were a lot of those uh, stars. They were like um, the uh, Harlem gangsters. He was in the toy Superman 3, Brewster's Millions. He was in good films. Third Crazy, Busting Loose. Third Crazy, Busting Loose. Uh, the toy is one of the worst films, but uh, you think so? I think it's great. Moving where he has to move this. He sends uh, so Superman three. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Good. You don't right. think so? Uh, it still has my favorite line, which is Parker eating uh, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that. He was, of course, he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's Millions. It's unknown. Candy. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the Kryptonite. I don't know it. It's unknown. How about tar? Right, it's tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. He was the Wiz in The Wiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had a TV show, The Richard Pryor Show, where he wore like a uh, nude bodysuit. Oh, well, actually... He shows up on the set of this film naked, and Shelley Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke. Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. I'm not Ed happy. Bagley. Ed Bagley. Oh, I Ed Bagley know this guy. He looks vaguely familiar. Well, he was uh, he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we Yeah, know. that's how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked Bagley. Well, three men. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. You know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern Show. He was all over. Wait, what's Rod Sterling's Pattern Show? I don't, I don't know. No, patterns, plural. Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay? This week, Tulsa Elizabeth School by Rod mm-hmm. Sterling, Was in the Virginian Bonanza, Dick Van Dyke, Wild Wild West. My three I still, I still vaguely, I still vaguely remember him. Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, "Fuck this! You want to be senator? You can't back these monkeys. You can't lower the age to 14. I was trying to make a joke. He, I can't add vaguely to vaguely. I, he's very, he, I, he looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. All right. There you go. Kids, please, no uh, vinyl. And well, uh, it, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator uh, Albright downstairs. You think I should vote it? You think I should have the right to vote, Mom? Answer 14? the question, Mom. So if, if they lowered the age to 14 for the voting, I'm president. This guy, I guess he's a rock star, I guess. Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star. Ah, hello. Live from Hollywood, California, uh, Florida. Uh, well, it, now they're going That's to Los Angeles. Like, the, the Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said, this Saturday night, I want you to come out to Sun Street. Uh, sun, the sunset strips, strip, sunset. I want you to come out to the sunset strip. 
and we're going to have like a rally. We're going to have a, like a protest. I want you to fill the streets and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14. Everyone claps. So, so now fill the, fill the streets. If it's going to be a while in the streets, it's going to be a mob, right? Yes. Good. Cool. I like this guy's mind. Well, I mean, you're not going to see what we saw before the mob scene at the concert. You're not going to see that again. What's your policy on sitting on people? Uh, some guy sitting on your concert. I'm against it. Uh, yeah, we're me too. Clean game here. Yeah, and no smoking. How huh? you gonna burn holes in the? Yeah, in the yeah. felt. The felt. Is he gay? Because he's wearing a bandana. I was dying. They never say he's gay, and you know they say that the fourteen-year-old uh, accountant is gay. A uh, fifteen-year-old accountant is gay. Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. His mom was proud about the accounted part. So basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh, they're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright. He's going to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this, you know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to, he's going to change the song from 14 or fight to uh, 18 15 and, and ready, 15 and ready. Right ah. there negotiating. I think 16 is much more reasonable than 14. No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's sixteen years old. Stray cat strut. Yeah. Half half the song. Appalling. They are so I do like the it is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know. This guy was a TV director and he really knew what he was doing, you know. But this um, movie is like feels like a theatrical movie. Pretty much. This I, I guess the first yeah, no, this came out on the screen and it made uh, like I said before, four times its money. They 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 had a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. Um he wanted to grow into films. Um, but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them, and he just headed back to, uh, I mean, he did The Tonight Show and The Eddie Fisher Show and The Melton Burl Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah, yeah right, and that's live. Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, The Beautiful Phyllis Diller Show, you know. Oh, hey, Milk is finally here. <laughs> is it acid milk? No, no, do you have any cookies? No point to the milk. Uh, there's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of the singing duo Jan and Dean were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go. Wow. How were they injured? Then it Weird. goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley. Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted. Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? Or comment? No comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment. No comment. No scrubbing the sink. Al Holbrook. Clean shaven Hal Holbrook. Oh, no, he's yeah. going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook. Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like 30 years. He had to retire when he was super old. Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? I guess he I was 183. You know, but... Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And it came out like 10 years ago. And who, who even knows? <laughs> Yeah, right. You do yeah. that, and it's like now nobody knows. You dummy. It's like what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm a hundred years older. Than you. Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, God. announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain the Night. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television. Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. <laughs> Enough. Ooh. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Break. So they agreed on 15. How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in the My research did not cover that tidbit. Normally, they'll say like tiny. So Christopher Jones is our star, and uh, he would have a good career, but uh, he would quit way early. He got, somehow he got embarrassed, and he just said, fuck it, and he quit. Really? Yeah, let me see if I can get it here. Was, wasn't that the name of his memoirs? Okay, right. Okay. By Christopher Jones. So he makes his Broadway debut in 61, Tennessee Williams, Night of the Iguana. But Shirley Winters was in it. And Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James. And he got 34 episodes. And then he was like all on TV for a while. Uh, but they, he did this movie and called Tabasco in 68 with his wife. And by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um, then he would move on to Wild in the Streets. Uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out. Jones was involved in a car crash not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and yeah, right. We back up. Wait, yeah. the, they, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty <laughs> uh, creepy, okay. but geez. Later, Lean, I guess he's the director, Lean dubbed Jones's voice, uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Um, and was allegedly murdered. 
Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay, she's dead. Listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'll be very brief, though. Okay, uh, is that at the end it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's yeah, like that's wish right. fulfillment. But the, you know, his buddy killed a woman. You know, so it's like it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets. I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. We're in Hollywood. Well, this Sharon probably... Tate was the good guy, and yeah. the other woman was Bullwinkle. A lot of this stuff is still around, I guess. So here you're seeing the Sunset Strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests. Now, so but wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, Sunset Strip yes. bars and clubs? Yeah. Like that? Look at that view, huh? Yeah. UCLA, yeah. UCLA. I think that point my dad said pretty romantic out of that Los Angeles hotel the other day. We got, I had plans after this movie. And then nine months later, I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. Stop footage. The conception Look of at this. Eagleman. Stop <laughs> footage. Oh, this is symbolic. Stock footage. Stock footage. Lots of 60s cars. Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. But some hippie took it and brought it to the I park. I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage. Hey, better red than dead. Jones was offered a part of Zed in Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, but he turned it down. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? It's like, you know, who's a rapist? Like, Dead, dead, baby. Well, this, okay, look, check this out. Okay, he died in 2014, but in 2018, actress Olivia Hussle claimed, Hussey claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was fused, physically abusive towards her. That's you know not what? good. That's not good. I had no idea. So now we see dissension in the ranks, which is his own family. The kid going on the side of the rock star and him being, you know, a square. That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to duel, but in sunset? That kind of slap. It wasn't a dual slap, son. It wasn't a dual slap. Well, no. Now, you see, they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there, like, now. So what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like, uh, how... It's bad to be old, and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. You know, 30 years ago, it would be really interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That that reminds me, Carl. Yeah. Now, I, was, I don't know if I told you, but I was conceived uh, shortly thereafter as human in 1968. Oh. Uh-huh. But do you think that how so that would make me roughly fifty-three years. So Hal Holbrook 
this movie, he's like 35, right? Uh, he's 39, according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his. I don't think I even have his birth date. No. Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's Run, I'd be gone. Oh yes. I'd be rejuvenated. Yeah, long gone. You know they'll throw me to the soiled green. Oh, here, take this guy. <laughs> so hey, the good news is you're leaving uh, <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, you're entering soiled green. We're it's just like to chill. Well. Yeah, we're just did. chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah. yeah. No, eight, 14-year-old Asians. That was so weird. That's like Turn the up character. the sound. Turn up the sound because uh, right. Sally Leroy is going to say, I think you guys are fags. <laughs> thank you mike thank you That's hey boys see she's gonna be 25 and that means she could run for congress they're gonna do that as her first step but not yet not yet right now holbrook uh not really holbrook in this he's senator fergus or fergus is going with max frost in a helicopter to various places and saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home. Be <laughs> peaceful. Go home. Can't then, hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, groovy, groovy cat. Hey. He, he calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops, got good news for you today. Does that every time? Doc oh, wow, Doc footage, right? They're not there for the ratings, right? These guys are. They're each making twenty-five bucks for today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. As the helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Whoop. Oh no! Gotta go back up. That's it. Thanks go for coming home. for the speeds. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be featured. Be violent. Check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news 10. It's going to be us. Uh, and then a man on the street. Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the, for the press up. Photo Press up. Press up. Press opportunity. He's right. pressing. He's, he's pressing. press hopping. Yeah, he's. Yeah, that's a press hop. This is a very elaborate. This is like a full on massage, Carl, like the movie. I was like, ooh, romantic. Cut to her. To him. Cut to her. Yeah, to him. He's massaging her colon. Cut to her. Cut my father. Her. My father's elbowing my mom with this. Like, huh? 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 Getting say. horny, getting horny. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I was thinking it like our parents were more beatnik. My dad was more like an edge on the beatnik. He was a Texas student, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard in Texas. 
Hello. I am the president. Look at Eisenhower. Okay, so everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost being the cool guy, he will be him. Well, he has a name, Max Frost. Yeah, who is this? Is it a deep throat? I got some information. Yeah, well, I I don't work for a paper. Um, (laughs) It's the son of Holbrook. Oh, I see. They just throw her right in the... Big pillow fight. Guys, you ready? Pillow fight. You're just a kid. It, this played in drive-ins a lot. This no, this movie. I mean, it's it's a really well-known movie too. It's just... There was going to be a sequel. They never shot. It was called We Outnumber You. It was announced, and they were working on a script. Great title. Uh, you know, I went up actually to the theater. I said, uh, seven thousand <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You." <laughs> It only took 15 days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, 15 Here we are, two years later. Yep. Well, that that 15 days uh, is the reason why I'm here on Fine Line. Yep, absolutely. Quick, quick, Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. (laughs) The conception of Mike Gomez in in theaters. Prize winner Art Spiegelman played Come, the coming quickly. The critics are the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman, Arthur Spiegelman, Arthur Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim. Oh, so good. You were conceived out of love. Yeah, the love Great. of uh, well, things got wild in the states. Uh, the love of this movie. Yeah. Okay, so now he has won. He is now the senator. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe that I was conceived in the drive-in. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were de- had enough dexterity to like fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he sat on him and every time bonked, it would hit the horn. Bonk. Do you think they was in a convertible or they had the uh, the top down? No, no. Your parents would not do that. Right? Expose <laughs> themselves to the world. No. Right, right. That's very... That's, uh, you know, I'm being conceived here. A little privacy. Now, Nixon defeated Humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed. Um, no, okay. Wait, 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 wait. At the time of the filming, it was widely expected that Johnson would run for a, another full term in 68. You know, Lyndon Johnson said, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. Hey, I did enough. I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. So this is like a real rally. Well, welcome to LWAFLMOYTCon. <laughs> We're watching three movies back to back. Ready for some shorts. So now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote uh, 
Kelly Leroy into office. She'll become a United States Senate. Um, how she'll be in the House of Representatives, and that'll be our first step as used to. Now he's saying, "Can't you know who can't be your congressman? Me. I'm not old enough. You know who can't be your president? Me. If I'm old, you know." So he wants all these ages lowered. Strange. I mean, it's such a wow. People know what they're doing, and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything. Oh, that's like every generation. Yeah. But I guess they were right. No. Oh, look, they're gonna go. They're gonna storm the Capitol. Yeah, that's right. Oh boy, I just watched this on HBO Max. <laughs> I just saw this on the news. You should check out that documentary. It's interesting as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. Then they were able to piece together the material. You know, a cop will say, guy hit me. Maybe like a guy's, you know, filming it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won. And she's going to propose that, says like, Greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks. Being young is shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives, 14. Senator, 14. President, 14. <laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so right. like stoned. Yeah. And Carl, you gave her the good shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> best known for Peyton Place, the movie. Um, oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right? That was one yeah. of those, one of the first like movies into TV show, book into movie into TV show. Now, yeah. after this film, she just quit Hollywood, and she would be. Uh, she went to Benning Bennington College in Vermont, where she studied sure. poetry. Yeah, that sounds poet. right. He's probably like the poster child for Bennington. As seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> that's pretty United cool. Colors? No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually, I think that's really cool. We, I knew some people from Montclair that went to Bennington. And she just... She just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet. Well, she went to college. Yes. Then she uh, she found her voice, but you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie. You know, she's fucking high as fuck. <laughs> now that might just be scripted. Yeah. No, she's acting here. Yeah. And where did they get the scene? This is that they went to the White House. This is shot on the floor. The no, Senate. This is, this is the House of Representatives. She is now a Congresswoman. Yeah, but it's it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh no, I was wrong. Look, that's the uh, White House. That's the Capitol building. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't see it. There was this big thing in front of it. That was the Washington Monument. Look at that. Hey. That was uh, Mick, Mick Jones of The Clash we just saw. Yeah, a bunch of Mick Elvis Jones of The Clash. Elvis Costello. 
every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses. I'm being a stereotype reporter. Usually they really are. Like they're, I'm an affiliate in Washington. There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley Jr.? Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's like a youngster now. Let us through. Let us man. through. I begly of you. <laughs> Please. That's awfully begly of you. A men what? Signs, picket signs. This is what I was hoping for. Close up shots like this. Oh, uh, arm. Um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more. Carl, you, we recently old uh, public access television show from 1990 where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. This mm -hmm. is like, I think they. They must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the Yeah. So hey, this is a little too too soon, girl. We just had this actually happen. Well now Max Frost is gonna address the nation, you know, and sing a number. He is. Yeah. But he's gonna get mad. They shot us down in the streets. This next song is called Three Shot in the Monster of the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. <laughs> oh, I Here comes a preview. No, we have lots more to go. Oh, yeah. No, I, he's not president yet. President Frost. Oh, I even know. <laughs> Oh, he's crying. The two guys. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Stop the seal. That's acting. This guy's kind of a creep, though. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that rape report. That yeah. makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. And um, I don't know. He. He, he got married and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, he just quit acting and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He was like 79. Gotcha. Wild in the streets. Hey, kids, <laughs> we promise you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> wow, six new songs. Do you know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks? How's it go by Circle Jerk? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, wild in the streets. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of Circle Jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> Now um, the senator is going to meet with um, 
his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. Are they really in the White House in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol. In real life? No. This is like some, some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His, son, his son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son's gone hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Running, 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 running. Get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I mean, goes, he- you can drive me to drinks. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a, just a quick, stiff drink. Head on the nerves. I'm part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. We, we eat acid and sugar cubes, generation. Right, right. For the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? it was in the water. It was in the water. Oh, that's even worse. That's, <laughs> that, that's no fun. You shouldn't uh, you should always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a... Uh... Dad, I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> kid was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is. Drunk <laughs> at home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So look, he goes to his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really, like, it, well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll go right. into the daughter's, too, and it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. Oh, that was a, that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just, like, vintage hippie posters that they sell for, like, $300 at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling Stones. Oh, the Beatles? Oh, the Rolling Stones? I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh-oh. What's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid. And uh, it's... um. Let's watch. A stream with banks.
Fame is a four-letter word. And like tape or zoom or face or pain or life or love, what ultimately matters is what we do with it. I feel that those of us in television are chosen to be servants. It doesn't matter what our particular job. We are chosen to help meet the deeper needs of those who watch and listen, day and night. The conductor of the orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl grew up in a family that had little interest in music. But he often tells people he found his early inspiration in the prime musicians on television. Last month, a 13-year-old boy abducted an 8-year-old girl. And when people ask him why, he said he learned about it on TV. Something different to try, he said. Life's cheap. What does it matter?